Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. With me today, Jennifer Wilson. Hello, Jim. JJ, thanks for being with us today. My pleasure. Thank you. Have you ever been to jail? Uh, to visit. To visit. Mm-hmm. Well, many people never even visit a jail, mm-hmm. let alone get incarcerated there. Yeah. And our guest today is someone who understands it frontwards and backwards because he works in the jail. And he works not just with adults, but also with juveniles and minors. And his story is one about real life. That's our series, and it's not going to get any more real than this week. Stay with us. Our guest today is one of the most remarkable characters I've ever met. Character. It's a character, but I mean (laughs) that in the very best way because he's so fascinating. He has stories to tell. His life has unfolded in dramatic ways with twists and turns that nobody could make up. His name is Benny Santiago. Benny, thanks for being with us. Uh, good to be with you <laughs> as a character. <laughs> yeah. With an introduction like a that. A character like, with uh, character. Uh, Benny yeah. and uh, JJ and I all have some history, <laughs> and uh, we live in central Indiana. But Benny, central Indiana is not your native place. Where did you start out in life? Uh, actually, I, I was born in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. I, I went, we, went, we moved to uh, New York, South Bronx. Really? And then we moved <laughs> into the lower east side of Manhattan, and then we winded up being in Brooklyn. So... And that's that's uh, a, a lot of stuff going on for a young guy. Yes. Well, and, and those years when you were in the New York City area were tumultuous years because uh, as an immigrant from Puerto Rico yes, and uh, the parts of town in which you were living, there was mm-hmm. some rough and tumble going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then no, no doubt about it. You know, nobody has it easy in life. Whoever does, it's probably lying. Hmm. We all go through our trials and and on and on, and, and especially when you come in and you don't speak the language. Like at that time, I didn't speak English. I, I had to learn how to speak English and was challenged, teased that, you know, teased a lot, and on and on. So it was a challenge, but, you know, God has brought me through, so I, I love it, and, you know, I'm okay with it. Well, now you've introduced God into the conversation. Yes, he wasn't always uh, leading you. I mean, when you were a young man, you were... You were fighting your way through life. Is that fair? Oh, yeah. We, we, I was doing a lot of fighting, mm. <laughs> literally fighting. That's not, right. I know not, not just uh, using the word, but, uh, yeah, you know, God has been good to me even in my fights <laughs> out in the world and uh, in the streets involved with gangs and uh, just a lot of stuff, you know, and then having a fight because uh, you, your English was no good, or, and you were from a different country, and you had to earn. It's like I always say, I always compare myself a little bit to the West Side Story. Mm-hmm. You know, if you watch that, it's actually uh, realistically. Uh, There's some together. real life yes. in that musical. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I looked at. I re- you know, I've seen it over and over again, and I, and I see a lot of history in there. But the Lord intervened, and uh, He. He entered into your heart. You invited him in, and that changed a lot of things for you. And in the end, you found yourself marrying and moving to central Indiana. Yes, and sir. as you've come to this part of the world, you still have some street cred, I would say. And yeah. that led you into 
the jails, to the system of imprisonment and incarceration, mm-hmm. which is a part of law enforcement everywhere. And so today you serve as a chaplain, is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, you, and you serve in Madison County. That's this place where we call home. Yes. And there are several different institutions yes. uh, that you serve. Can yes. you give us a list of those? Uh, one of them is uh, work release for the men and the women. And then we have uh, Madison County Youth Center. That's uh, the juvenile center there. We have the jail that we serve men and women. And uh, we have a, 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 a quite a few other places that we do ministry uh, with families and, and on and on. So, And when we come back, Benny, I want you to walk us inside some of those places okay. because there's real life taking place there too. Real people yes. who find themselves in desperate straits, mm-hmm. sometimes a consequence of their own folly and sometimes perhaps by circumstances right. beyond their control, but there they are. And when we come back, we'd like you to just introduce us to some of that real life as we think about how we can all live with hope. Above all powers, above all kings, above all nature, all created things above all wisdom and all the ways of man you were here before the world began above all kingdoms above all thrones above all
We're so glad to have as our guest today on Viewpoint, Benny Santiago, chaplain at the Madison County Sheriff's Department. Benny, I visited the jail with you and mm -hmm. a group of ministers who came in for a weeknight worship. And I just briefly, as a group, met these women there. And I know that each one of them has a story. Tell us. Tell us about some of the folks Yeah, there. you know, uh, to me, it's, it's unique because I've been on the other side. I've been on both sides of the fence, so I know how it feels to have a uniform on mm. and then be in the free world. And a, a lot of stories is, you know, usually when I go somewhere, a lot of the inmates that we've ministered to always remember us and appreciate the ministry there. They might not say it there, uh, but they do. And uh, the other day, um, uh, this is a, a, a story of an inmate that did five years, came out, saw him in a grocery store. It was so funny because in the middle of a crowd, usually I like to respect when they come out. I don't tell them that sure. they were inmates. Yes, and I yes. think mm -hmm. he comes out and says, you know, Chaplain Santiago. And I said, God, and he started hugging me. He said, I just got out of the big house five years. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm looking well, around, and, and the guy in the counter is shaking a little, and I'm, they're all getting all upset. I said, yeah, and I went and hugged them and said, what's going on? He said, well, I miss your sermons. You know, you, oh. all, you always encouraged us. And, and what, do you have a church somewhere? Were you a pastor? And I said, no, I, I just I just do the, you guys up and there. And I don't want to see you back in my congregation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so if you want to come to my congregation, <laughs> you don't want to do it yeah. the way. <laughs> but now you're describing a guy who has been set free. Exactly. And, and he's not... Uh, ashamed to let the world know he's out and about. That's exactly. good. Isn't that but nice? I have to wonder, for many people who find themselves behind bars, do you think they're afraid? Are they anxious? Or are they just taking it in stride? What do you see? Uh, yeah, there, there are some that, that you can see the fear in their eyes that this might be their first time. They're, they come from a good family background. Um, they've never expected to be there. They get caught up on a small case, you know, which is maybe someone, they were involved with something that they didn't even know about, and they wind up at the jail. And you can see some of the officers even come and say, you know, Chaplain, can you talk to this young lady or this young guy? He really needs help. And so when, when an officer says that, that means this person has not been involved in the system. They're not used to it. They're scared. They have a family, a mom and dad or and grandpa and grandma out there who are scared too because one of the things we got to realize when, when an inmate goes in, the whole family's locked up. Mm. And so you got, you know, there's those times you got to encourage. And then you got the other uh, men and women who have been in and out, in and out, in and out. And I was just telling, talking to someone this morning. I said, you know what? I give them hope no matter what. You know, uh, they come in and they get the same blessings that I gave them the first time they were there. I said, hey, I know you're back in here, but we're still praying for you. We have hope for you and everything else. And I think as a hope giver, they're looking for hope to for them. The officers are also looking. And so I make sure that my, my first uh, thing to do is encourage them. And, and, you know, and we've been there. A lot of us have failed over and over again in real life. We haven't just not got caught. So I try to always keep them encouraged and everything else. And some I pray with, and, and they come over and they say, can you pray for me? 
and and they they have learned to see Jesus in my life instead of Benny. You know, they say, you know, what would Jesus do? And I think Jesus would greet them over and over again and not give up on them. So, alternatively, Benny, do you see some inmates who come in who are so hardened or they're so kind of steeled against the system that you feel like, wow, this person is hopeless? Do you ever see anyone like that? Yes, and, and usually what I like to do is I like to challenge those uh, young men and young ladies. Those are ones that I work hard to let them see what's going on in their lives and still show them a lot of love, a lot of compassion and hope for them so they can see. Because a lot of them have gone through maybe uh, discouragement times where, you know, a lot of letdowns and on and on. So, and then they just don't want nothing to do with God. They don't want nothing to do with the church. They don't want to do anything with anything. But, you know, I told them, you know, I usually tell them, hey, the church is not the building and it's not the people, but look to Christ. Stay focused on him and he will deliver you from all your fears, not man. Uh, so I, I try to encourage them and, 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 and some have come around. Some have come around. So I'm imagining, Benny, as you every day find yourself in a building that has bars and clanking chains and I mean, people walking around in uniforms and uh-huh. some really profane and difficult stories. Yes. You do this every day. And when we come back, I want to ask you how you do this every day. What empowers you? What drives you into this place of real life that's sometimes hard to bear? There's a wall that has been standing since the day that Adam fell. Sin is where it started, sin is why it held. Speaking as a prisoner who was there and lived to tell, I remember how it felt. I can hear the sound of freedom like a distant voice of call and beckon me to follow where I had never gone. And though my heart was willing, I just stood there at the wall. Praying somehow it would fall But in a cross I found the doorway And a hand that held the keys When the chains fell at my feet For the first time I could see
Benny Santiago, born in Puerto Rico, raised up in New York City. A guy on the streets, in the gangs, meets Jesus. His life is altered. He gets married, finds himself in the heartland in Indiana, works as a chaplain in the jail and in the county juvenile center and so on. Uh, Benny, as you go to work every day, as you deal with people with excruciating stories and desperate circumstances, what keeps you going? Is there a Bible verse? Is there an idea? How is the Lord speaking into your heart that keeps you day by day pouring into others' lives? You know, that's a sad place to go into. And I believe the Holy Spirit a while back talked to me and within my spirit and said, when you come in here, don't worry about what's going on. Bring hope here. Smile. Bring joy, because these people don't have that joy. And one of the things that I have, my mission that I have set out to do is smile. Mm. And when I got sick a while back, and I was out for quite a few, almost a year, Everybody that saw me, some of the officers and, and inmates said, we missed your smile. And, and so that, that was something that the Lord just said, you know, lift these people up. And even if you don't say, you know, God bless you or something, but if they see that smile, they look and say, why is he smiling? I mean, this is a terrible place, a depressed place. Inmates are coming in. They're getting ready to be sentenced 20, 30, 40, 50 years, whatever it is. But the chaplain comes in with a smile. And this is what it's all about. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And, and when we grab a hold of the joy, it just helps us carry us through those rough times in the institution I'm involved with. And I know, Benny, that uh, you do smile and you bring a smile to the faces of anyone in the room with you. That's just your gift set. I know you've described to us before about how there's a passage in the 8th chapter of Romans in the New Testament that really kind of is the foundation stone. It's a platform from which that joy, that smile comes because it tells us about how no matter what the circumstance, there is a way forward that can end up in a better place, a good place. J.J., I know you've got uh, your scripture open. What does that say? Romans 8, 28. We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Amen. Amen. How does that translate for you, Benny? I mean, do you see that every day? Uh, I see it every day. I see it in my life. You know, I, 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 and sometimes what I tell a lot of the inmates when they come in and, and, and they're looking and they want to get out and everything else, and their families, I talk to their families, I says, you know, slow down. Uh, this place is not just a place to keep you locked up, but this is a place that saves people. This is a place where for refuge. This is a place that a parent can say, my son and my daughter are now not using drugs, are not stealing, are not out there, are not about to be shot or, or killed, and, and, and this is a safe place. So I tell the parents and I tell the enemies, I said, you know, God's brought you here for a purpose to keep you protected. And that happened to my brother back in New York. Uh, they were looking to shoot him. Uh, and my mother was hysterical when she called me. And then he called me and said, uh, brother, uh, uh, I'm in jail. I'm locked up. 
And I said, thank you, Jesus. Mm. You know? It saved and his life. Exactly. Because now this person was going to kill him, couldn't get to him because he was Such a valuable jail. perspective, Benny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I called Mama back, and I said, Mom, check this out. Your son is safe. <laughs> and, and that's a way of helping people who cannot see any light and to find the window, isn't it? Exactly. And, and there, you know, we, we have the church services for the women and the men. Some of them have never been in church before. They come up. I, I get, we give them Bibles. And, of course, you were involved. In, we do baptisms in yes. the basement of the jail to prepare them wherever they're going to go in their life. So once they've made a commitment, they go. We do the whole service with baptisms. And, uh, and God just sends them on their way to the journey of faith. No matter what the mess-up, no matter what the difficulty, no matter what the failure or the folly... When we surrender our lives into the hands of God, he can turn those things around and make them for the good. And as I'm listening to you talk uh, about the jail as maybe being the Lord's appointment to just take a deep breath and figure things out, that's a way of turning a dark thing into a bright thing, isn't it? Amen. And that's your life, Benny, isn't it? That's what you're doing day by day, helping people to see there's always hope. Amen. Amen. And, you know, and and we got to go sometimes to the rough times, places we don't want to be. But God allows that to happen for a purpose in our lives. You know, just like myself, you know, I went to Rockers Island in New York and got locked up and went through that experience. That just makes me relate more to the mission that God had for me. But at that time, I didn't know God. I just thought I was in the wrong place. Why did I get arrested? But God was saying, I just want to give you a little taste hmm. of what you're going to do down the road. And go. as you gave your life to God, he turned that dark journey into something that now gives life. I mean, it's so awesome, Benny. Thanks for being faithful. Amen. And Amen. as you're listening today, you might think, wow, my life is, is not in a very good place. Or you may be even listening to us and you are yourself incarcerated. We get yes. much mail from people yes. who are behind bars listening yes. to our broadcast. We want to encourage you to. Yes. Or maybe you have a loved one who has been picked yes. up and is behind bars. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're not in trouble with the law, but your life is trouble. Yes. Wherever you are, wherever you have been, know this. God is able to turn those tangled threads around and weave something beautiful out of the rest of your life. You just need to turn towards him and surrender to him. Just allow him to work it out for the good mm-hmm. for you. He is able. This is the miracle of God. He can take the devil's mischief, and the devil's always seeking to rob, steal, destroy. He can take the devil's mischief and turn it for the good. How do you do that? Well, take a deep breath with us right yes, now Lord. and pray. It's a step in the right direction. Father, we're so thankful mm. that you hear our prayers and that you never turn a deaf ear to any soul yes, desperate Lord. for help yes. and that you are listening, Lord, with grace and kindness and Thank mercy you. to everyone who's joining us in this prayer now. All of us, Lord, have stumbled. All of us have failed. Yes. All of us have done things for yes, which we are Lord. today ashamed. And you know all of that history, but still you love us. Lord, we place our lives in your hands. We surrender into your peace and into your purpose. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who went to a cross to Mm. pay our dues. And Lord, we have faith in the power, the completeness of his sacrifice on the cross to save us and redeem us. 
And Lord, so we ask that in Jesus' name, because of what he has done and because of the power that he has demonstrated on the cross and in the resurrection, that you will take our lives and turn them for the good. For everyone who joins us in prayer now, by faith we ask it. In Jesus' name, make us new. Amen. Amen. Now, if you'd like to know more, even if you're in jail, we want you to reach out to us. You can write us a letter. Send it to this address, Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. JJ, if someone could not get to the post office, but they could get online, how could they find us? You can find us at cbhviewpoint.org. You can read there about the Viewpoint Ministry, or you can send us an email, and we will reply. Or if you can get to the phone, call us up 24 hours a day, seven days a week, toll free. 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. But whether you call us on the phone, check us out online, or use the post, please let us hear from you this week. Benny Santiago, thank you for what you do. Yes. Thanks for being with us today. Privilege and honor to be here to bring the message of Jesus Christ to the world. It's a privilege to be in your company always. JJ, thanks for coming alongside. Thank you. And we thank you for tuning in. We hope you'll be with us again next week as we bring you another story from real life. It's not always easy, but it is hopeful. We are Christians broadcasting hope. For all of us at the Viewpoint Ministry team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.